2: all season we as a show have told you the listener to stay committed to pick a direction and to follow it and you know what i have to apologize to you the listener because tonight i didn't take my own advice Dylan, you can relate to this so much. This was the type of Thursday night football game that is borderline unwatchable, even for a fantasy player. You have Tyson Bajant going up against a Bryce Young who is, frankly, he's not tall enough to ride the roller coaster. But I had a plan. I already (laughs) talked about this. I already talked about this in a different Thursday night matchup where I was going up against Josh Allen. And I've talked about hedging my happiness, right? I'm going up against Mike in another league, not the Yacht Club. I play in multiple because I'm tanking so long in the Yacht Club. I need to feel what it's like to compete somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. So I know that I'm going up against Deontay Foreman, who he gets out of nowhere. I had Justin Fields starting, but then obviously Tyson Bajin comes in. So I have Bajin. I put together a parlay of Deontay Foreman over 70 yards rushing, Deontay Foreman anytime touchdown scorer, (laughs) and my foolish (laughs) dumbass self – was like, you know what? I think Bajan will hit the over on passing. I don't want to. I don't want to be too committed to yeah. my night going well, dude. I missed out on on eleven, like a thousand. It was ten thousand ninety eight yards. I would have ten x my money. So not only did Deontay Foreman, who is like the least valuable player that Mike has on his team, going up against me, go off on me. I lost out on a great parlay, and that is just proof that if you try to stay in the middle, it doesn't work out. <laughs> and so I apologize. Or, actually, I don't apologize. I'm being used as a as a bad example. If you're going to make a happiness hedge parlay, which we will, rec- I, I should do that the rest happiness of happiness hedge. Of, it's a happiness hedge. <laughs> if you want the most guaranteed lock in sports gambling, it's whatever is going up against Josh Walsh's fantasy teams that week. It's a guarantee, and whatever's yeah, on my team listen, is going to have a bad performance. You know? Yeah. It's what listen,
0: happened. man, I'm here. I'm here for you. I hear you. I see you. You're valued. Okay, I hear you. But let's rewind. Why you got to go with my man Bryce, like that? The short kings deserve some love. You know Bro. I'm 5'8". We've been friends for so long. You know uh, a short king's needs some love. How are you going to attack him and say a grown man can't ride a roller coaster? That, that's just because,
2: cold. No, I mean, listen. it's not Rondell like Moore. Do- <laughs>
0: there <laughs> kind of there I go, small, tagging another the short king. He's a yeah, exactly. tiny guy. You <laughs>
2: on here here's what you just did you're like how can you go after short p i am 5'8. i'm not as short as rondell moore that guy's like he's short short it's he's like tiny. You, you literally just sit on his shoulders I um, no i th- this game was was a, a field goal fest the only touchdown that that was interesting in my opinion was the punt uh the punt return touchdown obviously deontay foreman finding the end zone again is great but khalil herbert was supposed to come back so i don't know if you can trust that long term. The only player I want to ask about and spend time talking about from this matchup is DJ Moore. Dylan, I had to look this up. It feels like DJ Moore has been in the league for so long. I thought this guy would be 29 going on 30. He's 26 years old. He's wide receiver 21 in keep trade cut. He's currently, and this is before week 10 has concluded, going into this game. He's the wide receiver seven on the year. What the heck are, do you do with DJ Moore? Because he Oof. he doesn't feel young. He's been in the league six years. When Justin Fields was healthy, it seemed like they were starting to establish a connection. But I've got questions about Fields' future. I've got questions about the future of the Bears as an offense. Is there a rookie QB coming in? DJ Moore feels like that definition of like always has the potential to be good. But how long do you wait for that potential to arrive? I, yeah. I think he could still happen for the rest of the year. He's a buy low candidate for me. But am I just Am I holding on to hope that's long since passed?
0: I don't know, man. I I like to think DJ Moore is like the next Amari Cooper, right? Amari Cooper was another one of those wide receivers where like, God, he's got to be like 30, right? He's still only 29, but he came into the league so early, like DJ Moore. It's like these guys have been in the league forever. So we've seen Amari Cooper produce also, right? He produced in Oakland, then went to Cowboys, obviously produced there. And now he's in Cleveland and he's producing there, right? And so I'd like to think that's DJ Moore. But I'm not as optimistic, unfortunately. I just – I don't know what to do with him. I think if you can get a first for DJ Moore, I would t- I'm would. moving off of him. If you can get a 24 <sighs> first for DJ Moore, I'd rather roll yeah. the dice and try to go get one of the wide receivers in this class that we've talked about. I, I just – I don't know. I like what's more – What is the upside? What What is the best more, case scenario for No. Him?
2: Well, I mean he's wide receiver seven right now. And obviously a lot of that came on the other Thursday night game that the Bears were involved Correct. in against the Commanders where he had three touchdowns, 230 yards. Great, but he's been consistently like fifty yards, five catches. Had five for fifty-eight tonight in the games. He's not getting into the end zone, and I think if Justin Fields comes back, you know there's some upside there that he can maintain and continue to win weeks down the stretch. But here's here's more what I wanted to point out on Keep Trade Cut players ranked ahead of him: Drake London, Zay Flowers, Cooper Cup. Give me DJ Moore, the wide receiver seven on the year. Above all those guys, rest of season and for the next three years, yeah. at least where I'm coming from, DJ Moore will be 29 yeah. in three years. I think rest of season is a different story. Even as I say that, yeah, we well we could. We I would do, go no, there, I would say rest. Of, my, my I agree is, with you on
0: rest of season. It's not the 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 next three years is where I disagree with you on.
2: I I mean Drake London, Arthur Smith is the enemy of, of <laughs> all fantasy managers in the world right now. So I don't you know that you're going to eventually go to DJ Moore's side. I'm simply saying he's kind of like this forgotten gem because he's never been a top 10 guy and he's always just been good. We forget. He's like the Terry, him and Terry McLaurin, like they, they go golfing together. They hang out and it's like, we're really good and (laughs) underappreciated.
0: It's yeah. That's, I mean, sadly that's true. I think DJ Moore, I would say probably has proven to have more upside than Terry McLaurin. McLaurin, he's like, McLaurin is your career wide receiver too, which is great but I just don't think DJ Moore does have wide receiver one potential. So does Terry, but like, I don't know. I, th- you're right. Those two are very similar. I just, I think I'd rather have DJ Moore in that case, but DJ Moore is tricky. So you're not moving off of him for a 24 first.
2: No, I mean, I actually, I actually, it really depends on that 24 first, a late 24 first. Like my question is probably why to me, he's just a by low DJ. Moore is a by low candidate right now. He's outproduced. If, yeah. if, yeah, if you're a contender, or contender or a but that's the thing. But, but he, I think you can rebuild with him as well. Just know that he'll be on the, you know, in 3 years he'll be on the older side, but I think Amari Cooper's a great career arc, not in terms of exact production, but Amari Cooper kind of became a fantasy superstar again when he was traded to Dallas. And I think that's what you're kind of seeing with DJ Moore with the Bears cuz Mark Cooper had exciting early years with the Raiders, but he never seemed to put it all together. The touchdowns, at least I thought, were going to be there this year. With Bajant there, I, I don't think it's going to be there. Bajant only has eyes for Cole Komet in the red zone, um, and he didn't even find him tonight. So um, I, I'm excited about DJ Moore. He's, he was a my guy going into this year, but I, even with how well he's performed through half the season, he still feels like, eh, DJ Moore. And for him to be wide receiver 21 on keep trade cut, I think he's a buy low, but it's one of those things where – it's like going to Costco and buying the big Kirkland bag. Like, you know, the quality's yeah. good, but because it's Kirkland, it's like, I'm buying this for value. Okay. It's not because I like it. So right. um, any, any final thoughts before we move off of what was a horrible Thursday night football game that I wish I could forget, especially since my parlay did not hit.
0: No, no. I mean, the one thing I will say, and this is a word of the wise, right? Just if you have Bryce Young, don't sell him right now. Do not sell him yeah. right now. I'm not saying he's going to turn into a great quarterback, but you're just selling someone whose value has nothing, has the opportunity to do nothing but go up. Hold Bryce Young, go buy Cole Komet. If you can get Cole I, Komet, go I, buy Cole Komet. Don't the trade him away. The best
2: part of that, yeah, the best part of the of the broadcast in-game, I don't know if you saw it, was the graphic where they put up Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and I think there was one other, I'm trying to remember, and it showed their career through like nine games and, um, like are for, or it may have been the first eight, Joe Burrow was one, five and one Trevor Lawrence was one in seven. It was, it was this career arc of like, Hey, these guys started incredibly slow as well. And it's hard to remember that when the Carolina Panthers are stinking as much as they are. Um, because that was, that was frankly Bad. hard to watch Bad. So listen, figuring out, yeah, that's all Moore's we can move value, on. Yeah, no, exactly. He's a viable <laughs> candidate, but Dylan and I, we've been having FOMO, both of us embracing tanking in the Yacht Club. So we've been thinking, how can we play consultant the rest of the season? We've got some great trade targets coming up for you right after these messages. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade
3: This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have... And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
4: Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
2: You know, Dylan, it was, it was interesting. I was chatting with Mike today about kind of the rules, and we have some unique tanking rules in the Yacht Club because we don't want teams to be able to hide great players on their bench and in turn increase the value of their pick by just tanking wins and losses. Um, So we changed to a point system, but I was pointing out to Mike today. I was like, well, there's two sides to that coin, because what if you do score a good amount of points, but for whatever reason you had terrible matchup luck, because that has been what has happened to your team. And so it's, I'm, I'm impressed with you committing to a direction and realizing, Hey, the games didn't go your way, even though the points at times very much did. Um, And so you've joined me in the tanking boat and we, we, it hit it's me, a to sad sleep, boat. Man. I have sad boat. It's, it's a, a sad boat. boat, and and you're like, oh, the future is bright. Look <laughs> at us. But it's like, yeah, dude, call me in 2025. <laughs> like, what are, what are we doing? Seriously. And so we had some serious FOMO. And and I was trying to think of like, man, I want, I always want listeners to be in the boat with us. And unfortunately, the Value King is still not here because he is build, busy building a championship program as an athletic director at the college he works at. So he had some games he had to attend to tonight
0: um which he scoffs at us from his yacht of a team he's 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 on a yacht we're over here in our rafts just
2: he's supposed to be the one telling us like hey (laughs) i'm in the thick of it i'm chasing the championship i'm gonna be tied for the one seed like nope He's just – you know what it is? I think he's scared to come on the show and tilt. I think he's scared to come on the show and admit <laughs> things are going oh, yeah. co- according to plan. We'll we'll needle him, and then he'll make a foolish trade. I think that's what it is. He's, he's going <laughs> – part of Davis winning it all this season is avoiding conversation about his team. Good for him. Good for him. But I wanted to identify – what is a league winning trade it, pretending you and I aren't in this 2025 in this 2026 mm-hmm. rebuilding boat. I want to be in the thick of it. And if I was in the thick of it, who is a player at every single price point? Cause we want to ball on a budget here, right? We don't want to, if we had 14 first round picks and you're competing for a championship, you're playing on easy mode. If you only had your normal allotment of picks, who's a player at a first, a second and a, even a third round pick value coming from the Yacht Club, so obviously every league's economy is a little different. First might be worth more in your league or less in your league that you can go attain that's going to take it home for you down the stretch. And so Dylan, I want to start with you. Who at a 2024 first, mid to late first, imagine mm-hmm. you're trading your own and imagine for whatever reason, like I said, you're competing, right? It's, there's We're a universe out yes, there and the multiverse. Of course. Where you're you're yeah, still in. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> so who, who do you think is worth a first? that can help players go the distance that can yeah. help players go on that magic run. I'm thinking of like Jarek McKinnon last year, um, David Montgomery two to three, two and two and three years prior, I yeah, should I say, because kind of back to back years. Um, even Najee Harris, uh, late last year.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm typically not a fan of buying running backs, just to preface. I really not, especially spending a first on running backs, but In this economy, there's very, very few running backs that could be league winners that aren't already cemented on a team that you're not getting for at least a first, right? Yeah. So a back that I, and also to preface, when I think of going for a championship and selling picks to go win a championship, I don't think you should do it the detriment of your team. I would not, I know people would probably do it and you probably would have to play a first to get Derrick Henry, but I would not go buy Derrick Henry for a first because to me, like, I'd like to see at least you know, the, the player that I'm yeah. trying to get at last the value, at least the value of that pick, right? Like Derrick Henry could very much, we've talked about this off air, right? He could be gone. Yeah. Um, next he, it year. feels or like or at you're least you're
2: buying, yeah, you're, you're well, In value. it feels like at that point you're buying the hot potato going off no matter what. So you're talking it, about exactly. a player that has the potential to still have long term value, even though, and, and I want to say this as well. There is no trade we're going to talk about that doesn't involve risk because no risk and no biscuit. There, like if it's an yeah, if you can go trade a twenty four first to the Bijan owner because they're tilting, congratulations, you have a dung like a a stupid league mate and take advantage of that. You need to uh,
0: call the hot club and get some counseling for your league because that is a garbage league. Um, So the guy that I'm going to bring up for a. That was that's a
2: garbage league. Well, no, I just Davis just traded away Bijan for like Alvin Kamara. Plus, like, we that's need, fair. That's those fair. That's in that's those fair. in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. But um,
0: continue. Okay, fair enough. Sorry guys, if I offended you in your leagues. Um, <laughs> the player that I'm going to go try and get for a first is Mr. Javante Williams. We saw Javante Williams as right before the Broncos went into their bye week. We saw him trying to kind of get an uptick in carries in um, week. Uh, seven, we saw him go for 15 carries. In week uh, eight, right before their bye week, he went for 27 carries and was the RB9 on that week. So, I mean, he had 11 points a week prior. He had 17 points the, Um, in week eight right before the bye. So you're seeing they're getting him warmed up in this offense, and he's healing, and he's only going to get healthier. And so for me, I want to go and try and get a running back that I think can be, like we talked about, that David Montgomery, that Jarek McKinnon run. And I don't see... Sean Payton going away from this if he's going to utilize and give him 27 carries we know Javante Williams and I understand he went through that injury and everyone wants to put the label of J.K. Dobbins on him because they had the same injury I we've seen Javante Williams in the open he doesn't have that hitch that J- yeah. J.K. Dobbins had right so well to me yeah I mean he's it's just
2: he he's he healed so much faster he got he, back we compared the injuries and then Javante yeah. just said, no, nah, but I heal way, way quicker. It may have way been the quicker. same injury, but complete opposite responses because Javante's yeah. back and he's producing and hand, handling a big workload. Like, and
0: that's why imagine. you can't compare injuries with players. Like it the body's so different, right? And people heal differently, rehab differently, whatever. But I mean, we're talking about Javante Williams, who's only twenty three years old. He is only twenty three years old. He came in so it's young. Insane. So young. Yeah. And he's RB15 right now on KTC. So I'm pretty confident that if you sent out a late 24 first, you could get a Javante Williams. And like I said, I'm not typically high on buying running backs, but when you can get someone that's 23 years old, has a potential to help you win a championship this year and next year, and even the year after, like he's 23. So we know yeah. if he can get things going, stay healthy, right? We're not going to, we're not going to anticipate injury, but, or sorry, we're not going to um, forecast injury, but we can anticipate. Um, sometimes i have a backup plan but i I think javante williams to me is an incredible buy right now i how do you feel about this do do you agree with me am i crazy i I do i
2: I, the only question i have is did you check with the javante owner in our league to see if you could get that pulled off i know they're competing as well but i did that for all of my (laughs) like i did the market research i was like hey hypothetically speaking like are you looking for show research right now i'm like yes okay (laughs) you're getting to chase the championship i'm not like Good for you. Um, one, you did your homework. I didn't, I didn't
0: I didn't do it. But I have a 24 first. I'm rebuilding, so I wouldn't go and spend obviously for a running back. Right. But if you're contending, right. but yes. even
2: knowing but the scarcity in our league, I think you could pull that off. Uh just depending on on where that in a vacuum, I think you can get that trade done. The thing I love about it, uh keep trade cut, he's he's the running back 15. If he finishes the season averaging 15, you know, uh touches a game, I, I highly doubt he stays there just based on his youth and production. And it feels like all the other backs. From his generation, so to speak. I mean, Cam Akers just tore his Achilles again. J.K. Dobbins already out for the season with mm-hmm. the torn Achilles. Uh, Najee's been underperforming and is a little bit older. It's like, okay, Javante's like he could easily slip into the top six running backs by the end of the year easily. My question, though, and my caution: the twenty, or he had twenty-seven carries, and I think he had a couple of receptions, four receptions, like thirty-one total touches. Mm-hmm. That was against the Chiefs during the the flu game when, weirdly enough, Denver was playing with a lead i I'm concerned about his value because Jaleel McLaughlin is a good pass catching back. Mm-hmm. If Denver is playing catch up, that's where I think it goes wrong because I don't know that they would use Javante, um, in the two minute drill because Sean Payton is one of those guys where it's like, it's all about pack, uh, packages and Jaleel McLaughlin has been a two, a good two minute back. So that's my one caution, but do you know the schedule for Denver kind of as it ends the year?
0: Yeah. I mean, we're talking about Houston chargers, Detroit, New England. Okay, so <laughs> so they've got a little bit of rough, rough patch. They play, play Minnesota and then Cleveland. We know Cleveland's defense, um, yeah. Is stout, so yeah. I mean, but only, but I think they'll be chasing against Detroit and Cleveland. Uh, those other,
2: game, you know, Chargers. That's a divisional game that could go either way. So he'll be involved, yeah. um, and and I think they could
0: beat the Patriots. Um, right. I very, think so too. I think it's, yeah. So, so. Yeah, you're you're right. I think yes, there's a concern, but I mean, if you're giving him, even he's only had less than ten carries in one game. And ten carries is the he had two carries in one game,
2: and he's getting healthier. Yeah, and he's getting healthier, and they won.
0: And they, and they're winning games. So and if he's getting four, three, four, game. five passes,
2: they're winning game with him. Let's not get crazy. Denver's not going crazy. Oh with him. my god! Like, uh,
0: so I actually hot take side note. I think Denver actually comes out of this bye. And they haven't been playing bad football. I understand it was a flu game, whatever. I think Denver gets better personally. I, I think they do. I'm not saying they're going to go make I know. a Super Bowl I, run. No, no.
2: Well, I know, but yeah, but losing 20 to 70 is going to get better from there because that's historically <laughs> bad. So, no, <laughs> I never going to <laughs> No, they're certainly not.
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.
2: Uh, My player, also a running back, because I think league winning players, at the end of the day, it's running backs because people don't move off of high end, high producing wide receivers for cheap or easy. And so it's all about playing that running back game. Listen, it's Tony Pollard. Uh, I hate to be such a pro cowboy show, but the reality is Tony Pollard has been underperforming for fantasy this season. And it's, we've, we've talked about it at length. He didn't need Zeke to go away. He's not a first and second down back. He's a third down back and a change of pace back. And he's electric on limited carries. But the reality is, I think Dak has been overperforming the last couple games. And the next couple games, specifically the Giants with Danny DeVito starting, the New York Jets, and then – not in the New York Giants. Uh, it, forgive me. It's the Giants, then Carolina, uh, then Washington, and – and then Seattle, all four of those games. I know Seattle is a very good team. I think that one will, will be competitive, but those aren't the type of games where Dak is having to drop back and throw 40 passes. Those are the types of games where the Dallas defense can come in specifically against the giants in Carolina, put the game away. And then Tony Pollard is punching it into the end zone from a short field because Tony Pollard only has two touchdowns on the year. He's still the RB 21 on the season and keep trade cut. I didn't know he was this high. He is the running back 13. Oh, Here's what I love about a championship run with so Pollard. Bad. I think he can, He's already through his buy. I think he can help you pl- you know, punch your ticket to playoffs. The schedule gets a little bit more difficult at times, but in shootouts against Miami and Buffalo to kind of end the season, I think there's a chance where if he's pass catching again, he could be electric. I think he's finally fallen enough in value where you can go acquire him because I checked with the Pollard owner. He would sell him for a single 24 first. I'm not going to do it because once again, you and I are in the sad boat of right. FOMO. But I think that's someone Hmm. you should look to go trade for because also, and this is to me the most important point, I stole this from a league mate. I was talking about dealing Pollard in another league and he goes, you know, I kind of think that if Tony Pollard doesn't re-sign with the Cowboys next year because he's on the franchise tag, and that's part of what's baked into his discounted price. If Tony Pollard had a long-term contract right now, you probably wouldn't have the ability for a single first to go get him. I think he could reunite with Kellen Moore in the Chargers and the Chargers let Eckler walk, in which case he would be used very similarly because Eckler is the pass catching running back again. He's been getting a lot more receptions and targets. Um, I think that there could be sneaky upside to his long term value, but definitely down the stretch. I think these next couple games, specifically the next three, are going to be huge for Pollard, specifically finding the end zone.
0: Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you here. I just, I, oh! I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan, right? I love me some Tony Pollard. I was super, no, I actually wasn't super excited for him this year either. I, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of a Debbie Downer when it comes to Tony Pollard. I just don't see it. I don't see it. I, I think he's not, he hasn't proven that he can handle the workload. Sure. I'm not saying he's not going to have some boom games going through the stretch. I definitely think he will. Spending a 24 first to me, going back to my philosophy, I don't see his value outlasting that 24 first draft pick. Like ne- this offseason, sure, he can go to the Chargers and he'll get hype, and you could probably sell him for a first, maybe plus, off of the hype if he goes to the Chargers. But I'm not banking on that. I'm not going to bank on hope. And if you give, to me, if you're giving someone a 24 first for Pollard, you're bailing them out, at, at least in my opinion. I, I wouldn't go well, and,
2: But And this is why, no, if he thinks RB13 is
0: asinine. I, Asinine. I do not On understand KTC? that. On KTC? Yeah, no. Yes.
2: I, I didn't either. But here's what I'll say. That's the reason why, to me, it's a good trade. You have to be an early adopter. And if you believe that sure. there's a depreciation in a player's value, everyone, I think a lot of people share your sentiments about his, his future prospects. And the reality is the guy's only 26. I understand that that's past the age of 25. He may only have two good years left. But if you're chasing a championship, you got to remember, Dylan, we can't relate to this. We keep coming back to his long-term <laughs> value. We have... We're nowhere near the trophy, man. <laughs> like we are only thinking about guys who have five year windows. Pollard might only be two years, but if you can go win a championship by acquiring because I think he could be in a top in the top five running back for the, the rest of the season in terms of production, you know, on the wow. football field, especially since he's through his bye. It just it's just looking at the numbers in the math. Like I don't think Dak is gonna have a great next three games because I think they're they're not going to need to throw the ball like they have. I think the defense is going to take care of the Giants in Carolina and also mostly Washington because they give up a ton of sacks. So no, that be leaves a Tony Pollard. <laughs> mm, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how's how's a dude, but like that, the they give had up a shootouts lot of sacks. with them both times with the uh, the Commanders.
0: Yeah, or the first yeah. time. Sorry. I don't know if they played. That, that was real. the first time. No,
2: no, no. They did. They did. And uh, no, it it was. I don't know, man. I just think that the Cowboys defense, when they get going with a lead, they put teams away. They're very, the defense weirdly enough is almost boom bust, but I think Pollard can.
0: So you have confidence in him being, you have confidence in him being like a workhorse back then. Tony Pollard.
2: Not even just a workhorse back. I think they're going, I think the Cowboys offense needs balance. Dak has been overproducing through the air. Ceedee Lamb has been overproducing through the air. They need to establish a run game and let the defense win them games and also show teams, Hey, we can do both. He only has 400 and something yards on the ground and two touchdowns on the seat. Um, So it, it's been way, way behind the normal mean for Pollard. And I think that the Cowboys want to show we have a weapon and we have a run game, especially against teams where where they're going to be ahead. So that's why I think he's a league winner. But I think you are trading the future to go get someone like Pollard. Like I, His future is super murky and it could hit. It could be great, his future. Or he could literally be... This could be the last year of relevance for him. So that's why it's no risk at no biscuit. I want to go now to second round price point players. And these are actually my favorite, Dylan, because to your point, trading the first man, if you don't know, if you're kind of on the bubble, you probably shouldn't do it. This is where the money is made because you can maybe go win a championship or go on a Cinderella playoff run, but also have your future very much intact. So who for you? Cuz I have two of them. I was I was a little greedy. Oh wow. Who for you is a second round pick. Yeah, I know. I did I just I couldn't <laughs> separate. I wanted to do one of each. So, I did a wide receiver and a running back. But who who is worth a second that may take you all the way to first?
0: Such a teachers bet. Um yeah, for me this guy is it's insane. He's wide receiver 37 on KTC. It doesn't make any sense to pause.
2: me. Why am I why am I a teacher's pet? I'm so confused by that I penis. have two. What was that?
0: <laughs> okay, anyways, Dylan, you can go ahead.
2: That's literally, that's literally. Are, are you mad that I researched? Oh my lord. No, that's beef from high school. That's totally beef. Dylan and I would have classes I, together, and I'm arguing with the teacher, and Dylan's just trying to like crack jokes. Like, this is going back to fifth grade right now. Like
0: more like I'm trying yeah, to get out of, I'm trying of, to get home and you're over here asking questions to be after the bell. Anyways. Um,
2: I didn't, I'm, the try, player I'm trying that, to learn. I'm, trying the to learn player that I'm
0: going to pick is wide receiver 37 on KTC. He's 29 years old and he's extremely underappreciated. And it's a guy we talked about earlier and it's Amari Cooper. I think with everything mm. going on in Cleveland right now, it's, they're winning games somehow, somehow they're still winning games. I don't know how, but they're still winning games, um, with Deshaun Watson when he's available when, uh, PJ Walker, whenever he's available, they're winning games. So I think all of that is a little bit of distraction and taking away from Amari Cooper and his actual value. And we talked about like similar to DJ Moore, like we were talking about earlier, Amari Cooper, I mean, he's only 29 years old and I think I say only 29 years old, he's only 29 years old for how, like, we feel like he's been in the league for, he feels like he's 34, yeah, yeah, like he feels like he's like 34 years old or he's like Devontae Adams age, um, which I think is like 31. But to me, a guy like Amari Cooper is like so underappreciated. And I really don't know, I say a second because I don't really know what people in your league will value him as, but I imagine that if they're not on a contender's team that's what's difficult if they're not on a contender's team you could probably get him for a second or if he's excess on a contender's team you could probably get him for a second but he's 29 years old he's coming off of a game where he caught a lucky touchdown i get it but this dude last week went for five catches 139 was, yards and a touchdown it was a yeah, doink the, yeah. the touchdown was no you know, but it was, gonna, it
2: was tar- it was it was sent it was targeted to him it it got to him somehow we'll so see. like the end zone <laughs> buddy still there
0: yeah oh. that was just garbage anyways he, yeah. he's come he only had five targets right but he went for 139 and one week uh week eight what did he do he had 11 targets went six for 89 he had um the, the week before he only had uh three three points but then he had 14 points three points 23 points 12 points five points what my point saying is he is like the wide receiver too for the rest of his career, I think he will be a wide receiver, too. Similar to what Keenan Allen is, except Keenan Allen's a lot more volume-based, whereas Kamari – Kamari. <laughs> throwback. That was that was a throwback. We know a Kamari. Um, Amari yeah, Cooper. That's true, actually. Um, Amari Cooper is is your staple wide receiver, too. So if you can go out and send a second and get an Amari Cooper for a championship run, I think he's the perfect complement to any wide receiver one that you have. And if you have solid wide receiver one and wide receiver two, go spend a second and have wide, uh, Amari Cooper be your wide receiver three. To me, I'm spending that all day. No, hands down. I think I think if you're chasing a championship,
2: you could also get away with a young player who has um, you know, I don't know that a Kendra Miller, but let's take a Marvin Mims. Like I'm you and I are both bullish on Marvin Mims' future. We Mm want to see him still work out. You could take Marvin Mims and a third and maybe go get in Amari Cooper to someone who is yeah. completely rebuilding. I'm not saying Marvin Mims, yeah. maybe there's a, a Jaden
0: Reed. But you um, may have to add on top of a second. Like I said a second. No, yeah. And I think it may be a little more. I don't cuz I don't I wouldn't spend a first on Amari Cooper. That's for sure. But and I wouldn't spend two seconds. So I think a second and some change would get you in Amari Cooper, but uh, well, Jaden Reed. I mean maybe, maybe you should on. be maybe more – third.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe I mean, should if be someone, more,
0: if there's Hey, teacher, I want to ask someone in our league.
2: Well, yeah, correct, <laughs> correct. Maybe you should verify whether or not a second would work as the. Price no, hold point. on, pause that was this the assignment.
0: Guy, you know what? So we were waiting to get onto the show. Right, I'm sitting in the in the lobby with our producer. We're waiting on Walsh to get on so we can start this show. He says after us waiting for about 10, 15 minutes. He says, "Hold on, it's guys. Like 10, I'm printing minutes. my notes. I'm printing oh, my notes." My. It, it's 2023 20, is- who prints their notes josh who someone who their left notes? their ipad
2: at home oh my lord oh, i'm sorry about that prepared. i have notes
0: yeah, talk about oh, prepared i left my ipad at home and it's th- dead
2: this is this is first of all where did the qbert voice come from that's hurtful it's <laughs> you, absolutely you you disrespectful sound like that
0: you should ask people i do, do not sound, sound like, like that
2: i do not have a nasally yeah, tone do okay sound like that. just be Oh my lord! Listen, I didn't wake up every morning and pr- and practice my R and B voice into the microphone. I'm Dylan Egloff, All right, I got smooth game. I have no idea what's going on in math class, but I'll tell you what, Shardy, I'm in your DMs. We are wearing vans with the high socks. Football oh my So far, yeah, we're we're right back into Bedford Junior High right now. We're just talking smack. It's that point in the season. We're very depressed because our teams are bad. Anyway, yes. the players that I would spend a second on that I did price verify. Uh, I got a running back and a wide receiver. Running back, really, really simple. Gus Edwards. Mike already did this trade. Gus Edwards is the running back 10 on the season. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have the best running attack in the NFL, and the Ravens' defense is very good. They play from ahead. And most importantly, Gus Edwards is the goal line back for the Ravens, and the other thing I want to mention, Keaton Mitchell, who I was excited about because I was almost not going to do Gus Edwards, but I wanted to bring it up. He injured his hamstring in practice. We don't mm-hmm. know about his availability. He might be questionable, so he probably isn't going to eat further into into Gus's uh, touches. Mike already spent a second on him to chase his championship. We already talked about that on the last episode. The window he's going after. You could be getting an RB one rest of season. I tend to think there's going to be touchdown regression. I mean, the last two games, he said two touchdowns and three touchdowns. But even still, it wasn't like he wasn't having gash plays. It wasn't is like the carries though? weren't there. So, you even,
0: think that, I think there will be regression. But I mean,
2: I mean, listen, if he averages the ball in the red zone, this is a zone, great pick. It's, it's That's what I'm his, saying. Yeah. yeah, if he if he averages two and a half touchdowns a game the rest <laughs> of the year, based on the last two games, yeah, that <laughs> definitely wins you the league. I mean, for sure. But no, even if you don't get the touchdown every single game. I think he, he's a good enough running back to maybe give you 80 yards on the ground and a couple catches as well. So the upside is great, and the price point is even sweeter. But this is the guy I want to talk about more because he's the probably the most polarizing. Uh, well, I don't want to say the most polarizing. He's just been in the news a lot lately because this was a guy that kind of won everyone's over after being really disappointing last season as a young wide receiver. And over the last couple of weeks, he's really broken some hearts. I'm talking about Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is the wide receiver 46 on keep trade cut right um Gabe Davis how old do you think Gabe Davis is by the way
0: um I'm gonna say he's 25 he's
2: 24 dude oh
0: wow. so
2: he's wow. still wow. yeah I know he's still really I he's been 24 forever and, that's weird yes I know I like he was kind of like a breakout candidate last year he really let people down his and, and listen his last four games have been atrocious one point one half PPR points. One point six. Nineteen point two. Oh, he's back. Zero.
0: This. That's last the Gabe Davis story. The, like that is literally the dude, Gabe Davis story. It is.
2: Story. It is. But, I and I think the owner has that in their mind right now because I did reach out to the Gabe Davis owner and I said, "Hey, hypothetically speaking, would you take a second for Gabe Davis?" <laughs> I never had to study for a test. How does that make you feel? I never had to study for a single test going throughout high school. That crap was easy. I never struggled.
0: Well, now you're facing social adversity, so eat that. I
2: I don't care. I have a superiority uh, complex. This doesn't that's, affect me. That's oh, fair. sorry. I'm sure the Dylan, you know what this is, Dylan? Misery loves company. You and I are both so irrelevant in yacht club right now. We're just uh,
0: like oh my we're, we're just fighting. I, I just the hope there's people out there that can empathize with us and just laugh at your pain. Laugh, laugh at my yeah, pain. It's that is a Kevin Hart. It's skin. real. Laugh at my pain. Go oh, ahead. dude. Uh, do you? Yeah,
2: I liked early Kevin. I like Kevin Hart in general, but like early Kevin Hart was fantastic. Funny, what like. A guy. Yeah, no, anyway, I digress. Uh, His last, Gabe Davis' last, uh, or forgive me, his first five games started off the season like we expected, 4.2. Then it was 18.2 half PPR points, 9.8, 13.6, and then 21. Here's the reality. He's the wide receiver 30 on the season so far. He just had, I believe, what are the worst last couple, like that's the worst stretch he's going to have, referring to the 1.1, the 1.6, the 19, and then the goose egg. The rest of the season, Buffalo has got some big games left. The only thing I don't love is that he has a bye week, but he has to play Dallas again. Okay. They have to play Miami again. Buffalo has some shootouts. They're going to be in and they need Gabe Davis to go off. I know Dalton Cade is resurgent, but if you can get a 24 year old wide receiver connected to Josh Allen long-term with the chance to be the wide receiver two for years to come, let me take that risk every time. And most dynasty links, you have multiple flexes. Your team and your roster is bigger. So what if would you rather have like six to seven points a week every single week with an AJ Dillon in your flex? No, throw Gabe Dillon in there. Or Ga- Gabe, me, Gabe Dillon. Gabe Davis in there. They've both been equally disappointing, AJ Dylan <laughs> Gabe Davis. But uh throw Gabe Davis in there. Let him win you a couple weeks down the stretch. I think that there's gonna be some game scripts where Gabe Davis figures it out and uh he so wins. My biggest
0: my biggest argument against again, we're disagreeing. This is great. Um my biggest argument against that is I would not spend a second on Gabe Davis's volatility. The reason why is a guy named Dalton Kincaid and we've seen Dalton Kincaid come on the last couple of weeks. And that's part of why we've seen uh, Gabe Davis fade into like Gabe Davis is good for like two or three, probably boom games for the rest of the season. Right. And they're going to be boom games. Right. But you're, you're, you're talking about the volatility. Sure. Do you want six points a week from, well, you're not even getting that from AJ Dillon. Let's say like a, um, who else is giving you six points? That's like even Khalil Shakir, Khalil Shakir or J- J- Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed has been giving you like five to six points a week.
2: Oh, I'd, mu- you- I'd, I'd much, no, much rather.
0: I'd Gabe much Davis rather go buy Jaden Reed for a second than Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. I'd much rather
2: take. Uh, yes. Yes. So, so you're admitting you like Jordan Long-turn. Love better than Josh Allen,
0: right? Oh, um, no. It has nothing to do with the quarterbacks. I understand he's attached to Josh Allen. Josh Allen has found Stefan Diggs, who's his guy. And Dalton Kincaid, Dalton Kincaid has been more of a factor. That is the biggest thing. And the wide receiver three in that offense has been irrelevant. Always, always irrelevant. The it, third option.
2: That is actually interesting is is the is the emergence of Dalton Kincaid. Why the last four games for Gabe Davis really bad. I, that's a good argument to make, but they both ate when Gabe Davis had the 19.2. So I, but yeah, Stefan Gibbs was the odd man out. I simply think that, I think Buffalo throws the ball enough where I'll embrace the volatility, and you're always looking for a guy that has youth and can have long-term value. I think Gabe Davis will be a fun. He reminds me a lot of Vincent Jackson. Uh, back, for back three years, Ray, we've been hoping he's been
0: number two, though. Three years we've been hoping. Uh, oh, please, yeah. like well, Gabe he Davis may, be the number two.
2: I, I think he'll finish. I think he'll finish the season. as that when it's all said and done? I just don't think there will be that as large of a gap between him and a Kincaid, um, as as you would want to be in a, a distinguished yeah. You've two. seen Shakir so, come Diggs. on a little bit
0: too. Shakir's come on a little bit. Yeah. So it's gonna. It's so it's. They're spreading the ball around. I don't know. I personally would not go spend a second on Gabe Davis, but you know, more power to you. He's young. So I can, I understand justifying it. I just, I don't know if that's going to be a long-term thing.
2: Well, I'm willing to take the risk and I think people should as well, but
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust visit paramountpluscom shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
2: Getting down to the penny pinching, Dylan, who for you that is completely unverified that they're worth a third. They might be worth a fourth. We don't we have no idea because you didn't, you know, with the whole nerd out on it. it did, but man. who would you who, <laughs> anything I do now. Well, you know. Yeah. I'm,
0: you should ask your wife, say, hey, do I sound like this on the podcast?
2: No, <laughs> I know I don't sound like that. I don't remotely no, sound like that. I'm going to start, start talking like this. Yeah, you <laughs> okay. know, I'm a huge fan um, of Devi. I watch
0: college football every single week. <laughs> it's a great time. Short <laughs> uh, game where you at. The guy that I'm telling I would go look for to see if I can make a push. Again, we're talking about third round. Pick, I have an right? espresso this maker is, in my home. Is, Sorry. Let me be. Leave me alone. Um, I'm in I live California. near the what beach. Do <laughs> what do you expect? What do you expect? um the guy that i'm gonna go get for a third is again we're talking about thirds so it's a guy that you probably want as a flex play down the stretch that could probably give you that upside somewhat stable um production and to me if he's healthy that is curtis samuel he has been the epitome of that i have him on my team in the yacht club um and he's only 27 years old again He's a younger ish wide receiver. 27 is like when wide receivers start to hit their prime. We saw him produce in Carolina. Like he wasn't a bad receiver. The knock on him has always been injuries, right? Can he stay healthy? He missed um, games last season. He missed game. He missed last week. Um, and he's been wrestling through an injury. And so to me, Curtis Samuel, he's been productive. When he's on the field, he, Sam Howell's looking his way. When he's healthy, starting in week uh, four, 14 points, 15 points, 12 points. He got injured in week seven for four points and played through an injury in week eight um, for four points. But you're seeing when he's on the field, he's getting targets. He's got eight targets, seven targets, four targets, two touchdowns on the season. He's going to give you what looks like stable production. Even battling through an injury, he gives you four points. Oh, yeah.
2: That was really nasally
0: sounding, by the way. (laughs)
1: Energy, energy.
0: <laughs> uh, he's giving you four points, which isn't nice. But if you can get the steady, consistent 14, 15, 12, he's giving you above 10 points. That's what you want for a flex down the stretch. And they have Sam Howe, who they're just letting, just chuck the ball everywhere, left and right, throwing it all over the place, right? 300 yards here, four touchdowns, come back against the Eagles. What, Whatever the game script is, if they need to, need to go win the game, they're not, they're not handing off the ball to go win the game. They're saying, we're going to see what we have in our young quarterback. Go throw the ball. Curtis Samuel seems to be one of the guys that he's keying in on when he's healthy. So if I'm, if I'm in a league, I'm going to see Curtis Samuel's probably in the depths of someone's bench. I I don't know, even having him on my team in Club, when I was in a pursuit for a championship, I wasn't starting Curtis Samuel. Like he was on my bench. I did. I didn't buy into the production yet. And who knows, especially with his recent injuries, if anyone's buying into the, into the production that he has currently had. And I actually did do my research. I sent out, a third i sent out two-thirds to the current owner oh, did, you? Of, did, you, did, you, did you or you no i have curtis it? samuel i sent out um curtis samuel and tried to get two-thirds back and the guy didn't want to buy him he's a contender he didn't want to buy him so two-thirds wouldn't do it i asked him okay what can we do and he said uh i'd probably do a third i didn't want to do it
2: there you go <laughs> so no, i that, didn't want to do it i know great, it's critical yeah. but
0: i'm like i didn't want to do it because <laughs> it was just a third <laughs>
2: No, no, I mean, that's like – but you value him more than that. I think that's, that's – I do. I
0: point. personally like, do, yes.
2: It, it, it's it's great because players who are kind of in that in-between value, you brought it up a little bit with Amari Cooper. Like he he's oh, not – worth. like I wouldn't – if I had Amari Cooper, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, just a second. But if someone offered me like a second and a third or second and a player, a speculative right. player I liked, I'd be like – Man, I should maybe you know let me get out from him now, kind of thing. So it, it's a great example. Uh, I also have a wide receiver. I actually love your answer. I think Curtis Samuel's great, and um, I think the game script is the key, right? Like when you lose yeah. a Montez Sweat and you lose a Chase Young, you are not planning to play with a lead at all. You are look, you are just no. going to be playing, and you want pieces you know,
0: of that offense, and you're not getting Terry McLaurin. No, or John for sure, Jackson.
2: and and Sam Howell uh, is in the top 5 in yard passing yards on the season like there is plenty in that oh, yeah. high to go, you know split up and go around so being in an offense with uh, Johan Dawson being in an offense with Sarah McLaurin those are dynasty names people know and overvalue perhaps where Curtis Samuel is giving you very similar production at you know he's the great value brand in that store he is the Kirkland of Costco <laughs> that we talked about earlier just great value um, my guy is kind of in a similar situation he is the least valuable wide receiver three on a very, very good offense that is getting hot at the right time, but the players ahead of him are struggling with injury. And I think there is a bigger role that he can handle. He's shown that throughout his career. Tyler Boyd, I think is a great piece for a championship run. Uh, once again, Bengals already threw their bye, so you can throw them in your flex, set it and forget it. T Higgins just popped up in practice with another hamstring injury. T. Higgins can't stay healthy to save his life, and Jamar Chase is nursing a back injury. I do think Chase plays, but whenever guys are banged up, and you know this, Dylan, there's going to be a few less plays drawn up for them. They're going to operate as a decoy if they're out there. We've seen T. Higgins do that multiple times. Tyler Boyd, he's a de- he's always been freaking like. Just decent, man. Like I don't say that like as a as a negativity. I just feel like he's always sure handed. He always gets the job done. And he hasn't caught that many touchdowns on the year. And I do think there's going to be some positive regression because Joe Burrow is getting hot. There's plenty of touchdowns to go around. Listen, is this going to be a guy that like carries your roster, brings him up over the top? No. But in an emergency flex situation, he can give you 10 points a week easily. He is the guy that's going to give you six to seven almost no matter what. And he has touchdown upside to give you a boost in a roster to get over a hump to finish the season. So Dylan, any thoughts on Tyler Boyd before we conclude our FOMO by low segment <laughs> for teams that are not us chasing a championship?
0: No, I actually really like that. We're going to agree on this one because I think Tyler Boyd with the injury to T. Higgins, T. Higgins has a hamstring injury. I don't think he plays this week. And we know hamstrings and wide receivers that could go all kinds of different ways. So if you can send a third and get a Tyler Boyd, if T. Higgins is actually out for not just this week, but if he's going to be week to week, you're looking at someone who can fill that T Higgins role. And we've seen him even in the last three weeks, last week he had seven points the week before 12 points in a touchdown, 13 points in a touchdown, seven targets, seven targets, nine targets, eight targets. Like he's getting the targets. He's there in the offense, And that's being the third option, right. In the offense. So I think if T Higgins misses games, you were looking at Tyler Boyd who can step into that role and he's been a producer. So I, I actually really like that. I would go send a third. And even if it takes two thirds to get him, go and get a Tyler Boyd, because I think he'll be worth it down the stretch
2: yeah absolutely so listen that was well do we cover six players seven players because i did twice the amount of homework you did well not twice twice on the second round um yeah no exactly hey nerding out has its has its advantages Uh, i went like this to to, like
0: fix your glasses like in mocky. but but i've never had glasses i know but it looked like i flipped off the camera i was like (laughs) so i was not flipping off the camera those of you watching the youtube i was totally just you're such Uh, yeah, yeah you're, such yes. a,
2: you're such a good young man. Good job. <laughs> um, so hopefully you're in a position where you can chase a championship. If you're rebuilding like us, maybe those are some players you should consider selling anyway. If the price is right, maybe squeeze a little bit more value out of each and every one of them. Um, but I want to hear about some Dynasty Exchange owners who climbed the mountain this season because it will not be Dylan and it will be not be myself. We're going to meditate on that and try to get some sleep uh, <laughs> sorrowfully. For the rest of our nights. We will see you guys on okay. Monday. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Dice. Oh, yeah.
3: Did we just invent
1: California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health.